Hello there, and welcome to the Potent Puffin Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Thomas, and sitting here beside me is Kita, the elk hound. Kita had some excitement today. Uh, she got loose and ran through the neighborhood and into the woods by the by the house, and had to go get her, but it was fine. She she enjoyed it. She had a good time running around, off leash into the woods, and she just kind of. Once she saw me falling after her, she just kind of sat there and waited on me to catch up. Let me hook her up on the leash, and we walked around for a little bit. And she had fun. Got her face all covered in slobber from her little bit of exercise. And it was kind of neat, because I haven't really walked out into the, the trails in the woods uh, lately because of the weather. But with all the snow in the woods, it looks really, really pretty. It's a really good view. It looks really cool. I uh, wish I would have had my phone on me so I could take pictures of the trails right now as they're covered in snow. The lake by our house is frozen over and someone had uh, drugged a hockey net into the middle of it. I was like, man, that'd be cool. Go play some hockey on a frozen lake. Uh, I remember the first time my mom and stepdad came to visit me here in Kodiak. I took them out to... Um, one of my favorite spots to go target shooting at and there's a lake right there and it had it was frozen over at the time and there's this box um that we used to put targets on and someone had moved it into the middle of this frozen lake so i walked out to go get it and where my mom was freaking out she hated that i was walking across this frozen lake and it was fine. I mean, it was really thick, and it was well frozen. So yeah, that was, I thought that was kind of funny. One of those good memories that I have. Another kind of reminds me of what, a call we had um, last winter uh, working at the police department. Um, this guy, he thought he would take a shortcut in walking around a lake that was frozen, and so he decided to walk across it. And then about halfway, he realized that it wasn't uh, as thick as he thought. And he was too nervous to walk back, and he didn't want to keep moving forward. So we had to send the fire department out there with their, you know, ice rescue equipment uh, to go and retrieving. But turned out, uh, after talking with the firefighters, the lake was actually thick enough to walk across. I guess what happened was he had some snow still on his boot. Uh, from walking in the snow and he mistook the mush from the snow as water uh, coming up over the ice but I mean it's a legitimate uh, concern because you don't want a chance falling through the ice that would be a horrible thing and I know when um, I did like my practicum for 911 call taking that actually was a scenario that I ended up with was um, someone who had fallen through the ice that's, that's really not a joke, but it's kind of one of those interesting things that I've heard. And, you know, while we're on the topic of interesting uh, calls that have come in to the police department, had an interesting one this past week. Um, came in on St. Patrick's Day, actually. And that's one of the reasons I think this was kind of an interesting call. So 
just to get you in the right mindset, I do live on an island in Alaska. There are no snakes here. Snakes do not exist unless someone has like a pet snake in their home. That's the only way there's snakes here is if they're in somebody's house as a pet. But there are no snakes on this island. And well, we got a call that there was a frozen rattlesnake had been found. And apparently a delivery driver had possession of it and someone he showed it to was highly concerned that this snake was going to thaw out and still be alive and contaminate everything in the delivery truck. Now that seems kind of ridiculous to me. One, why is there a rattlesnake here? And two, I mean it's frozen, it's dead, and if you really are that concerned while it's still frozen, just go ahead and cut the head off. I mean, ensure that it's dead. But everything was fine. I don't really know how that call turned out because he got turned over to our animal control, which our animal control only handles domesticated animals, which rattlesnakes clearly are not domesticated animals. But that was kind of an interesting thing. But the fact that it came in on St. Patrick's Day and we're on an island that has no snakes and one of the things that St. Patrick is well known for is for getting rid of the snakes in Ireland. He drove them all out of Ireland. So I just found that interesting that on a day that commemorates a saint who one of the things he's known for is getting rid of snakes from an island is on an island where there are no snakes, we get a snake-related complaint, which we don't get those very often, uh, like I said, because we live on an island where there are no snakes. Now, I can think of two other times we've had snake-related calls, and both of those times, there turned out to not be a snake readily uh, involved. It, like The first time was a guy called because he was being chased by a, this is what he said, he was being chased by a pack of wild snakes. I believe he specifically described them as pit vipers. But um, he went straight to the hospital himself because uh, he was near it and he said that's where they were chasing him too. Um, turns out he was just uh, going through a little psychosis from having some some recreational activities that altered his mental state so that was kind of interesting and then another one was i got a call from a guy who said he had been bit by a rattlesnake and he didn't know what to do but there turned out to be more to this because that's all he would tell us in dispatch but when i sent the fire department with the medics uh, to go and help this guy. Turns out this guy got bit by a rattlesnake about four days prior in Arizona. And then he came and flew to Alaska. And so what it, it ended up being is he had already been bit, but um, he was having some swelling in the site where he had been bit. And so he didn't know if he needed to get another dose of the antivenom or whatever it was. So yeah, that, that dude ended up being alright. But I, I thought that dude 
had to be a pretty tough dude because he was in like his late 70s. I'm like, man, if I got bit by a snake, I wouldn't be traveling to Alaska within four days of being bit by a rattlesnake. And I'm only 29. This dude's like almost 80 and he's getting bit by rattlesnakes. First off, what are you doing that you're getting bit by a rattlesnake? And then two, he goes, you know, gets it taken care of. And then within four days, he's like, oh, I'm going to travel to Alaska still. I'm like, I would have canceled any travel plans for like a week after being bit by a rattlesnake just to make sure everything was good. But hey, some people are like that, you know, Gotta admire someone for not wanting to give up their plans for getting bit by a rattlesnake. So we've been doing a lot of like little indoor planting. Um, it started off just we're transferring some aloe vera into a bigger pot uh, so it could grow better. And then same thing with a couple succulents that we have. Um, just moving into a little bit larger, more decorative pots so that looks better in the house and that they have more room to be able to grow. And well, then we were like, well, we want to get some stuff to, you know, actually plant and grow. So we went on, we got um, some blueberries, or not blueberries, uh, blackberries that we're going to try and grow. We got those potted. And so hopefully once the snow clears up and it starts getting a little warmer, they'll be, they'll be ready to transplant uh, outside into our little garden area. And same thing with some strawberries, and we also got uh, tomatoes and bell peppers. Yeah, bell peppers we got. So we're going to attempt growing those. I don't know how well it's going to turn out. Hopefully it turns out good. I'd like to be able to have those on hand, not have to go to the store as often for those things, as we use a lot of tomatoes and bell peppers. And, yeah, and it'd be nice to have the blackberries. I mean, we got salmonberry uh, bushes around our house and we pick salmon berries all summer when those are out so it'd be nice to have a little bit more variety uh have some blackberries too this uh brandy makes uh salmon berry jam with those and so it'd be cool to get to do it with blackberries as well and plus i just like eating blackberries just off the bush like i love blackberries Almost any kind of berry, really, I like. Salmon berries are amazing. So that will be nice to uh, get a little diversity in the berries around here. I'm excited for that. But when we're at Walmart uh, looking at pots and uh, soil to get these things started, I noticed they had Venus fly traps for sale at Walmart. I thought that was really interesting because I've always thought Venus flytrap's really cool. I've always wanted one. So we bought those and we got those potted. And those are what Calson is fascinated with the Venus flytraps. Uh, he keeps calling them spy traps. I don't understand why he does that. But yeah, he calls them spy traps. So that's kind of funny. But it's really cool, like, before we uh, transferred them into a pot, like, the container that came in, he was, like, walking around with it. Like, look at these fly traps. look at these fly traps. He was fascinated with these Venus fly traps. So I thought that was really cool that he thinks these plants are cool, because I think they're cool, too. Really excited to have these in the house, see how they grow. Um, I'm going to do a little research, trying to make sure we take care of them properly and, you know 
let them do the things that they need to do to grow and be healthy. So, but yeah, I got them at Walmart of all places. I never thought I'd buy a Vegas flytrap at Walmart. So, I hope these things, uh, you know, are able to survive well here. It'll be interesting. But yeah, so that's cool. Um, the so like the last like three or four nights, uh, I've been hearing this cat when I get home at night, but I've never been able to see it. And like each night, it sounded like it was a little bit closer. And I'm like, where, where is this cat? I'm like, because each night, like it's coming from like a different direction. So I was like, this is weird. I don't understand this cat. Like whose cat is it? Or whatever. And then one day this week, I heard it during the day and it sounded really close. I was like, where is this cat? Like it is, it's close to us. Like it's not that far off. And so I look out the window, and there's this black cat sitting on the porch. And so we go outside, and it's kind of just hanging around our yard. And it even let me go pick it up. And it had these really, really cool, classic black cat green eyes. So it was really cool. Um, but it's, we got to really look at it. It's kind of like Kita's fur, where she looks black, um... She looks black, but when you get up close to her you, and you kind of like look like start to pet her, you notice that it, there's actually a lot of just dark brown and just the way the light hits it, it turns out black to the eye when you look at it. So it's kind of kind of cool. It was kind of like a cat version of Kita. It was interesting. And I haven't seen it since, but I've been hearing it still. And I look around when I hear it, but I can never really find it. So it's really good at hiding. But it's a cool little cat. I don't know whose it is. I don't know if it's just a stray around here or it's just someone's cat that just roams. But it's a nice little cat. It's friendly, so that's that's nice. Kelson was fascinated with it. He thought it was cool. The only other cat he really deals with is uh, my brother's cat which we see very rarely. We only see it whenever we travel. But Kalsen, he thinks Raji's like the coolest thing. Says Raji's the big fluffy cat that makes the nice cat noise. Unlike another cat that he knows, uh, my sister-in-law's girlfriend has a cat. According to Kalsen, her cat makes the bad cat noise, which is basically just a hissing. And the good cat noise that Raji makes is just a regular like meow and so that's interesting that he distinct he knows like when a cat's not happy with him by the, by the noise it makes so that's good that's good stuff to know for him but yeah and then uh thursday night we had like a little family movie night uh originally me and brandy wanted to go uh watch a movie at the theater because uh the theater's open again here but we didn't have anyone to watch Callison. So we're like, hey, we'll just, you know, rent something. And on Disney Plus, you can get Raya and the Last Dragon on, like, the premiere access or something like that. And so we were like, hey, let's go and just watch this. And we went to Walmart, bought, like, a bunch of popcorn and, like, theater-type snacks. And we just had, like, a little theater night in the house. And Calson enjoyed the movie a lot. 
But I thought it was funny because I look over and Kita is like watching this movie. Like she is like standing in front of the TV watching it. And then she comes over eventually and gets up on the couch next to me and sits down and she is watching this movie. Like there's food out and she's like paying no attention to the food, which is a very un like thing. She's usually only cares about the food. And she's like intently watching this movie. I thought it was the craziest thing that she was into this movie. Because, like, we'll put, like, Animal Planet and stuff on for her to watch. And she doesn't pay the TV no mind. Like, she doesn't care about the TV. But she was into this movie. And then I noticed, like, the way the dragon kind of moves at one point. It was kind of like how Akita moves when she gets excited. And, like, wants to hurry up and go out into the backyard to bark at something. And so I just thought that was funny. I was like, maybe Kita is into this movie because she relate, relates to the dragon because they move in a similar fashion. I don't know. But I thought that was interesting. It's kind of funny. But it was, it was an interesting movie. A uh, good Disney movie. We all enjoyed it. And it was, it was a good family time because uh, it was only us home. Uh, my sister-in-law, she was gone watching the movie at the theater. And my mother-in-law was working so it was nice we had the house kind of to ourselves which doesn't happen too often so that was interesting Sorry, I'm having trouble understanding and right now that Please was really weird um I think Alexis was just picking up on what I'm trying to say and started talking to me that was, that was weird because I never know yeah that was weird Alexis just like came on and started talking to me and I wasn't even talking towards her I didn't even know she was turned on. That was weird. Okay. But, yeah. I think I'll just leave it at that. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. If you did, uh, you know, let me know. Leave a comment or a review. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you feel inclined, maybe follow the link to my tip jar and leave a tip. And, yeah, I'd really appreciate that. You know, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on there. I post uh, my puffin drawings onto the Instagram pretty regularly. And, you know, I just post whatever on Twitter, just updates about the show. And, yeah, I just like to interact with people in those places if you want. And I hope everyone has a good week, and I will catch y'all next time.